Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Mom Boss Pod, where we are open about it all raw motherhood, realistic business growth strategies, and mastering marketing as an entrepreneur. I am your host, Helen, and today we are welcoming Jenna Johnson to the podcast. She is a designer and creative director in strategic branding and web design. She also owns her own business, White and Salt, and is a mama of three littles. Jenna and I actually go back to college. Um, We went to the same school. Our husbands are actually in business school together as well. And um, we didn't really hang out in college. We connected more like afterwards. And then as we both became moms, like just stayed in touch via Instagram. And I've looked to her for a lot of just like inspiration for my business and like branding and all of that. And so it's just been so fun um, to see the growth of your business and where everything has like pivoted and changed. And so I'd love to dive into all of it. But first, if you want to just intro yourself and then also just talk about your kids a little bit too. Yeah. Hi, thank you for having me on. I'm like so excited to be chatting. And as always, it's always like fun to connect with old friends. So um, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, so I own White and Salt. Um, it's been quite a journey um, having like a business and then um, growing a business while also growing a family is mm-hmm. definitely a, a lot. Um, <laughs> definitely <laughs> ever evolving to put it lightly. <laughs> um, totally. But yeah, I have um, family life. I have two toddler boys, um, ages four and a half and two and a half. And then we just had our baby girl, which I am obviously so excited to have my little girl now. She's like all dreams come true. She's amazing. <laughs> she um, is almost four months old now. Amazing. So cool. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about just coming out of college. I know you started working under someone else, right? Can we talk a little bit about like that work experience and how it just kind of how you pivoted into having your own business and just what the start of like white and salt actually looked like? Yeah. So um. Yeah, I I graduated college and then immediately was for some reason like just really drawn to an in-house position as opposed to like agency. So I started to apply in-house at different brands. Um landed at a chocolatier brand which was like sounds kind of funny, but they were definitely um a little more cutting edge in their space, so that like really drew me to them. I've always been really interested in like the beauty, fashion, health, wellness space. So um, I liked that they were definitely a little bit more forward thinking. I've always been just naturally drawn to businesses like that. And still, I think to this day. Um, so I started my career there. I was there for about, I was like a year, year and a half. And then I started to notice myself hitting a ceiling, like already very quickly. It was a very small team. Um, it was me with um, the brand manager where like, kind of made up the whole creative team. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a copywriter that we'd work with and social media that we'd work with, but um, really it was just me and him. And I, it was amazing because I was able to get my, my hands into a lot of different aspects into the brand, but then I was feeling myself like hit that invisible ceiling pretty quickly because it was mm-hmm. basically like my position, his position. So unless he left, there wasn't really anywhere for me to grow. So that's kind of where I started to feel pretty quickly, like the itch to do something more. Um, and back then, like, um, this is like going to age us, but, um, (laughs) like back in like 2015 and 
there, like the emergence of like online businesses was very different than it is now. Um, Mm -hmm. there wasn't like a lot of these like online studios, um, on Instagram, like Instagram was a completely different world. They're really like businesses like, like that were just kind of emerging. It was either at that time, it was really like in-house or you work at an agency in your area. Like this Mm -hmm. idea of having like these online businesses was just very more new. Um, and I remember sitting at my desk and I just stumbled across this girl who was running this like design agency or it was more like a studio. I think it was just her. She was like a solopreneur and she was running this like design business, um, on Instagram. And mm-hmm. first time I'd heard of it and I was just like, Whoa, I didn't even know that was an option. Um, and was just very drawn to the idea of doing that. And then just talking about it with my husband, it felt just like the most natural thing to do for where we wanted our life to go. When we like planned out, and we're like looking towards our future, towards like starting a family and just knowing that that is something that we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're still a few years out. We, we know, I, we just knew we wanted that and um, having something that was more flexible that I didn't have to go into an office for it just felt dreamy. So um, I started to dream up white and salt and that's kind of where it all started. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. I actually too, like I started my VA business um, at the kind of the start of when it was becoming a thing. But the way I found out about it too was on Instagram. I saw like another girl just posting like, you know, launching my virtual assistant business if you need help and you're like, whatever. And so it was like so uh, foreign to me, I guess, like the way to put it is, you know, I had just had Emery and we were in this position where like, okay, I can stay at home, but like budget is gonna be really tight, but I don't wanna go back to like working in the PT clinic And so I, yeah, started my VA business too, but like, it's so funny how now just a few years later, it's totally normal to be Mm -hmm. working from home, starting your own business or like working under someone, but like still working out of your home. So it's pretty cool. But, um, okay. So that's like the beginning of white and salt. We'll dive deeper into like where it's at now, because I feel like it's grown so much, which is like so inspiring. But first, let's kind of talk more about you and like family and lifestyle. Um, I love to ask about like morning routine and evening routines just to kind of like get to know you a little bit better. And I know you have a pretty fresh like newborn, so your routine (laughs) probably is not much of a routine, but I'd love to hear a little bit of like what your day to day looks like um, as an entrepreneur and then also as a mom. Yeah, I feel like personality wise, I don't like love strict routines. I definitely work better with rhythms. Um, so to me, that means like, basically like, it's kind of like a routine, but there's like room for flexibility within it. Um, mm-hmm. that's just how I naturally operate and where I have found like my sweet spot with having a family. Cause kids are very routine based. Like they need the routine. So I'm like, yeah. okay, I can't fully commit to that, but I can commit to like rhythms. So, um, so yeah, I would say like in the morning, Usually we, the boys wake up very early. I feel like this is totally going to like make me maybe sound bad, but I'm just going to say it, whatever. No, I mean, the it's, boys yeah, it's wake up crazy early and uh, they wake up between like six, six thirty, and the older one is, um, almost five and we have kind of trained him to know how to operate the TV. And so he'll wake <laughs> up and yeah. turn a show on for him and his brother. And then me and my husband catch another like hour of sleep or so. So yeah that's kind of nice. And then, um, Liv has kind of been a little bit 
Um, she like varies a little bit more, but usually I wake up around like between 6.30 and 7.30 to feed her. And then we just like cuddle in bed, maybe like doze in and out of sleep a little bit more together. And then um, usually around like 7.30, we start to get up. The boys maybe come up um, and, and wake us up. And then we head downstairs. And then really like, it depends on my husband's work schedule. He works from home too. Mm-hmm. Um, we love to have, if, if we're able to, and he doesn't have any like early calls, we love to have a cup of coffee together and just kind of like go over the day together, like what each other's like workloads look like, just get a connection moment. And then um, we connect with the boys. They finish up. We usually turn the TV off, try to connect with them. I make them breakfast, get them dressed. And then usually um, nine o'clock is when our nanny comes mm-hmm. and um, the nanny comes, we kind of, I will transition her in. And then I head upstairs with Liv. Liv is still with me full time. I still mm-hmm. don't feel like fully ready to like give her off for some reason. I don't know why she's like almost four months. So I feel like I should be there, but I still very much feel protective over her. So she's totally, with yeah. me still. And um. And yeah, me and Liv head upstairs and I start my work day. I'm usually checking Slack and checking in with my team first, looking over the, the calendar and then, yeah, kind of start to like dive into things from there. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny that you say that because I, I, I don't, I feel like four months old is still like so new. And I know, are you guys, you think your family's complete now with her? Yes, we yeah. If, if it's up to us, we are complete. Should we very much feel whole with her? <laughs> yes. Well, and I feel like with knowing that, like, it's just such a different experience being like, this is our last baby, you know? But okay, mm-hmm. if you're open to sharing, I know she was kind of a surprise, right? She was. We, my husband was um ready to be done with the boys. And I just felt, I, f- I feel like it's so funny. I feel like when I would think about it, I was like, logically, I feel like I want to be done. But mm-hmm. like, I just felt like there was somebody missing. And mm-hmm. it was just this weird pull towards like, just not necessarily like wanting three, but just knowing that there was a third. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that, that sounds crazy, but well, that's what I, I felt about her. And she yeah. got there and I just was like, you were who I was waiting for. She like, I kind of, she just is like magic. Like she just is like the perfect last little member. She just completes us for sure. I know. I need to like be cautious talking to you about this because I feel like that's really similar to how I feel right now too. Like we have two and I also am like Tyler's like totally content with, you know, our two and in so many ways I am too. And exact same thing. Like logically I'm like, it makes sense to have too. Like right now we're getting into like a good flow. My business is growing. Tyler's busy with work. Like they're both getting more independent. Like it just makes sense. But I'm like, I, I've talked to my mom about that so many times. I'm like, I feel like something's missing, you know? And it's just, and I actually like, um, I've talked to my sister about this too. And she had a miscarriage between kids and then I've had multiple. And I feel like maybe it's like, I don't know if that's what it is. It's like, you've gone through Mm -hmm. loss and you feel like something is missing. And I don't know if that's like, it relates back to like your feelings at all, or if like, maybe that's just yeah, totally the way that it was like meant to, you know, play out. And I'm kind of just hoping however it's meant to play out is it is <laughs> going to play out. You know what I mean? <laughs> it will. Um, absolutely. I think growing a family is so challenging in like so many different ways because like mm-hmm. the journey to get everyone here is just like it. it's it's a challenge and it's challenging to do it 
with regular life, let alone like growing a business. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's, it's emotional and it's just, it's all the things I don't know. Like there's nothing else to really say other than it's hard um, to know, like when it's done. And I think I through just like a lot of prayer and just, um, I, I just feel like it, it's weird that like, people say like, when you know, you know, mm-hmm. and I, that's the only way I can really describe how it was like with live. Cause yeah, like I said, um, it felt like we were in a groove with the boys and I felt like logically I knew two would be a lot easier. And I've heard from so many people that three is the hardest number to have. And I still mm-hmm. feel daunted by that, but like, it just feels like three is our number and she was always meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I love that so much. Well, okay. So your mornings, obviously like it's nice that Riley works from home, right? Um, mm-hmm. That wasn't always the case. Like how did you balance? Cause there was a time when he worked in office and you had the boys at home, right? And you were still working. So he's basically been in, he's basically been working from home since COVID happened. So Mm -hmm. um, I, in the boys were pretty young. Like Curran was just born during, like Curran was a full blown, like in the thick of it, COVID baby. Um, Mm -hmm. And Cooper was like two. So I think just before that, um, yeah, he used to travel a lot more and, um, and he would like go into the office and now there is a day, one day per week where he goes into like a wee work. And so he's like completely gone that whole day. So I'm like completely on my own on Tuesdays, but, um, yeah, now he, it's nice. It, it's definitely just having him present is helpful. Yeah. <laughs> like totally. knowing that backup, even though I try not, like I never ask for it or use him if I can help it. But just knowing he's there is kind of like reassuring. (laughs) Yeah. That's how some of my friends who have husbands who work from home too. It's like, um, you know, we try to like leave his office door closed and don't like chat with him that much. But like, if I need to run an errand during nap time, like it's nice because I don't have to like take kids with me, you know? Yeah. 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 So that's something that I'm like, definitely like Tyler's still in office, you know, five days a week. And so, and I have childcare two days a week. And so it's definitely like those three days are such a balance of like, okay, getting Emery set up, Booker is napping, get some work done. You know, like it's such, it's like, I've figured it out for the most part, but every day is like so different (laughs) for sure. It's like ever evolving. I feel like the whole childcare situation and like I've pivoted so many times with it, just depending Mm -hmm. on their schedules, like where they're at with like, their lives and where my business is at and what my business needs are. Like I've had a pivot, like at least, at least once a year, if not like more than that. And yeah. like always kind of evolving like my schedule and adapting it to like what fits us in like the current time. Mm-hmm. How was it finding a nanny <laughs> that you like love and trust? Um, oh my gosh. You guys did preschool for a little bit that. at some point, right? Yeah. It's been very stressful lately. Um, mm-hmm. So we had a nanny who was with us for like a little over a year. Um, and then she recently, probably like this last month. So it's funny that you're like asking me this right now because it's okay. <laughs> really fine. Um, but then this last month has been horrible. So um, not to scare anybody, but um, <laughs> yeah, we she put in her time her two weeks or whatever. And so we had to kind of go on the whole journey of like finding somebody new this mm-hmm. last month. And it was stressful because I found somebody, I was obsessed with her. She was like, amazing. 
Um, and then she started, was with us for like two days and then unexpectedly found out she was moving. And so then we had to go back on the hunt, like not even oh, a week gosh. later. Yeah. So it's been very stressful. I feel like I spent the entire month of January and part of February, like looking for new nannies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely emotional. I mean, so much of like Riley was, you know, supporting like the, more of the supporting role, finding like with, with kids stuff, he just takes more of the supporting role. And I think it's mm-hmm. important that you know, one person is in charge and that always ends up being me with the kids, but mm-hmm. something like that, you know, she spends a significant amount of time with them. She's not full time by any means, but it's enough time where it, you need to make sure it's somebody good. It's not just like an occasional babysitter. So, totally. so yeah, it was definitely a lot of pressure. It's definitely hard to find good nannies. Um, I don't know where they're all hiding. I, <laughs> it's like very hard to find help. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because when they're good, they stay, you know, with the same family. And so it's not like there's random, like looking for new positions all the time. Right. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's definitely a journey, but we found somebody, she, it's like her first week we're on like mm-hmm. day four transition has been really rough with just like my oldest. He's like very, um, sensitive to change and transition and, um, so it's been, a, it's been a week, but, yeah. um, I, I, I'm hoping that we're like coming over the hump. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I know that's like such the balance with, um, entrepreneurship and like having little kids. And I know it's like, if you choose to do traditional, like public school in the future, it's like, I know I'll have, you know, five days a week of them being in school and having that flexibility. And so now it's like, what's the like best balance and like the least stressful amount where like I can have them home and spend a lot of time with them, but then also have enough time to like keep my business going and not feel too stressed out, you know? So it's finding like what works best for you. And I feel like it looks so different for everyone, whether it's like a nanny or preschool or grandparents or, you know, whatever. So sometimes it's like a mix of all of it. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like we've had our fair share of like mixed, like, like I said, this is something we have pivoted and changed a lot, like so many yeah. different times. And my schedule has looked different depending on our season of life and the age of the kids and kind of what's going on with like with their needs. And yeah, I think it's a constant pivot. Um, and I think just knowing going into that, that like when you are growing a family, it just takes a lot of flexibility and pivoting and adapting. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's a journey. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay. So tell me, cause now you don't do this all on your own. You have a team behind you. So let's kind of talk about at what point, like white and salt pivoted from just being you as like the designer, the director, like the everything to starting to like slowly build out your team. And was it like a quick change or did it really progress over time? Yeah. So this is like interesting. Um, I think, I think with service-based businesses and a lot of design businesses in particular, it's like really hard to make enough profit to hire on help. I think that's like the, the, the trap that a lot of people find themselves in because like you can pay yourself and that's great, but are you mm-hmm. actually making a profit? It's hard to like distinguish between the two. Um, totally. because if you're actually making a profit, that's when you can afford to like hire help mm-hmm. and, when you're just paying yourself, you know, it's great because you're seeing money come in, but you're not necessarily having anything left over. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I fa- that's where I was finding myself. This is probably like 2021. Um, and then I started offering design intensives. Um, 
for those who don't know what those are, it's basically taking the whole design process, which usually takes like a few months and like condensing that process into a single day's worth of work, as opposed to like spreading that work out over a long period of time. And, Mm -hmm. um, I kind of cracked the code on them. Um, there was like very little talk of them happening in 2021. They've kind of exploded at this point. So, um, a lot of people like offer that type of service, but back when I was like doing it, no one was really doing it yet. Um, Mm -hmm. at least my, my like sphere of like knowledge and, um, So I started offering those in 2021 and that's when like my business like really took off to the point where I was actually feeling like I had profit, um, to be able to then like start scaling and hiring help. It kind of was like definitely the difference maker Mm because before that I just like, wasn't able to charge enough to like have consistent help. It was just Mm -hmm. like, was really difficult. So, um, yeah, I started offering intensives they were like wildly successful. I started sharing about them on social media and then other designers started to ask me like tons and tons of questions about, um, about how I was doing it basically. And I was like, okay, there's like need on both ends. Like there was the need on the designer end where they were definitely needing to offer this type of service to, to make profit in their business. And then there was need on the business owner side because they were needing a service to be able to afford branding. Mm -hmm. So then I started to not only offer them as a service, but then I started a a whole course, like teaching people how to offer intensives in their business and start making instead of $3,000 over two months, which is like what I was doing, like anywhere from like three to nine grand is what I was able to charge um, Mm -hmm. for like service projects at the time to off, like being able to charge that and get the work done in a single day. So it was like pretty pivotal. Um, so I started doing that in 2021 and then that's where I really saw where my business had enough money so I could start scaling. It was always in my head that I wanted to do it, but being able to do it was kind of like a whole different story. Um, and, and yeah, so, um, so at that point I, I, I saw where I could kind of make the change and jumped on it. Um, I hired like a supporting designer role and then I knew I needed some sort of like project manager. Mm-hmm. So um, I kind of dabbled with like a project manager. She didn't end up not working out, but, um, but yeah, that's kind of where I started to, to like kind of grow and scale. And then, um, and then I found out I was pregnant unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. And that's when I like really sat down and I was like, I can't, do my business anymore like how I am like with three kids like they're just I'm barely doing it with two mm-hmm. and they're just I can't do it like I'm burnt out already I just something has to change like I'm ready just to like rip the band-aid off and scale it in the way that like I need to yeah so um so I sat down I mapped out exactly what I felt like I needed to do and then I just kind of went for it and I was seeing enough income coming in from design services and my courses at that point where I felt like I could kind of front the money to do it and maybe not make much profit on that year, which I was like fine with, um, Mm -hmm. or kind of like the end result of having this like more design agency, um, format rather than being like a solopreneur. Totally. Yeah. Was that like scary at all? Kind of diving into it? Yes. It was terrifying. I still yeah. am terrified. I, <laughs> it, Cause it's like, you kind of really did at a certain point have to make a leap of faith. And mm-hmm. it's like, I was, had so much, like, I knew what needed to get done strategy wise. I knew that it was going to work, but it was like being patient mm-hmm. to see it work and have it start working. Um, 
that was the scary part. And yeah. like I said, I'm only a year into it being a full-fledged agency. Um, like my employees are all coming up on their, like they're not even a year yet. So like they're coming up on their year mark and mm -hmm. it's still scary. Like it's working, yeah. which is crazy and cool to see, but it's also, you know, it's scary on this side of things too. I feel like the grass is always greener. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, what, and how many people are on your team now? So there's three of, or three employees. So four of us total, um, cool. full time. And then we also have a social media agency that does, um, helps with that too. So I feel like I have to mention them as well. Yeah, totally. I mean, and you're, I mean, I feel like everything just between social media growing and then like you adding in your online courses, like everything's just really blown up in the past year and not to say like, obviously I'm sure so much of that is like stress on you and like scary at times, but just from the outside looking in, like, I'm really proud of you and excited Aww. for like everything that's happened, you know? Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so how do, you know, cause the, um, design in a day, like those types of services, like you said, they weren't really popular before. And it's actually similar to like VAs now too, where, um, there's VIP days where you can like really dive into someone's business and whether that's like structure their onboarding system or their funnels and automations for like maybe their online courses um, or help write copy for programs that they have coming out or something like a lot of VAs are doing that now too, based on like their specialties in, mm -hmm. you know, copywriting or strategy or whatever. And so um, I think that's really cool that you really like um, took that head on early and just like that's what allowed you to grow your business. And I feel like so much of feeling like stuck in income comes from time, especially mm -hmm. as a mom. It's like, how do you do more when you're already like in charge of your household and your kids' schedules and like grocery shopping and like all the things that like are a full-time job outside of your business. And then you have your business to like add on to everything, you know? And so that's been a lot of like my strategy in my business too, is just like, where can I pivot to actually be able to like make more money by working less? So much of it comes from realizing like, okay, where can I do less, but actually charge more because now I have more experience and I can still deliver something amazing and great and like just as good, but doing it in a more strategic way. And I think so much of like motherhood too, is just like strategy, you know? So like, mm -hmm. where does that like play in? So, um, yeah, thanks for sharing all of that. Cause I feel like that for a lot of people who are taking on more and more work, it's like, okay, where's the light at the end of the tunnel? Of like, if I'm taking on more, I don't have more time, but I want to make more money. And a lot mm -hmm. of that can come from VIP days or design intensives, like you were talking about. Um, if anyone's interested in like doing like learning how to do that um can you just like talk on your programs I know you said they are coming back up in March right yeah so um design intensive master training is the one that breaks down exactly my I mean like literally everything you could possibly want to know about the intensive structure and mm -hmm. like how to start offering that into your business people have had a lot of success from the course pretty instantly which is like amazing. Um, like offering them within like the first week of like taking it and stuff. Um, that course like hadn't been, I, I filmed that course like back in 2021 and, um, a lot has changed like within my business office since then, which we've talked about here. So I'm currently redoing that whole course. Um, and it's going to be relaunching, um, in the middle of March. So, mm -hmm. um, 
that's when people can sign up for that one. That one, it's like I said, it's a great, I mean, I don't want to my own horn. I like, it's pretty, <laughs> yeah, totally. pretty incredible. Like people's results. I just, I'm really proud of that, that course and like what is taught in it. And, um, it's definitely like a unique one. So, yeah. um, so yeah, that's that course. And then, um, and then, yeah, it will also be coming out with um, a whole like little library of like mini courses for people who are like wanting to be um, like have design careers, whether mm-hmm. you're a freelancer, um, wanting to do more of like an agency model, wanting to be like a solopreneur. So there's going to be a lot of resources coming out for people in those situations too. Yeah, that's so awesome. And I think like that is really like the next step for a lot of people who have a service-based business and they're you know, wanting to like expand their design business is taking one of those courses and like really learning how that can work. And I think too, like people are just sometimes nervous to like reinvest back in their business. And that's something I talk on a lot is like, find a program or find someone who's doing what you want to be doing and learn from them, you know, like start following Mm -hmm. along with them, like start recognizing, okay, how are they doing things and how have they become successful in their business? And like, how can I follow in their footsteps and like go side by side and learn. And that's like the beauty of online courses and totally toot your own horn about your courses, because I know they're great. And like people, the testimonials like prove it. And I mean, I feel the same way about VA bootcamp. I talk about, you know, how it's such a great course. If you want to learn how to be a VA, because so many people have had success, like going through it. And so I think it's okay for, for you to say that it's awesome. Cause it is. <laughs> it always feels weird, but I'm like, I, like you said, like, I'm like, it like works. Like that's like kind of what it mm-hmm. comes down to is like the people who take it, it like works for them, yeah. like almost hundred percent. So, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, okay. I want to wrap this up, um, with, I like to ask moms, like, what is your way to unwind at the end of the day? Um, for me, I love my baths and like reading. Um, I try to like shut off like technology, and actually like relax in the evenings when possible. I know sometimes like that's like one of our few moments to actually get some like work done if we have to. Um, but what's your ideal like evening after a busy day? Yeah, I mean, I actually really don't work evenings at all anymore. Um, I so found good. that I, if I do work after dinner, I like don't shut off. And so I don't sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really try to protect my headspace and protect my evenings to be that like kind of sacred time with my husband where we get to connect and keep our marriage strong. Cause raising three kids and having businesses and trying to grow careers is gnarly and you can't do it without your partner. So we mm-hmm. really try to dedicate that time to being together. And he's my favorite person to hang with. So mm-hmm. I just, like literally look forward to our evenings. Like it feels like something to look forward to every single day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think just like hanging out with him, we, I love having like a little glass of wine. Um, that definitely takes the edge off and helps. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we just like, it sounds stupid, but we like love watching TV together. Like, but mm-hmm. like not just to like veg out, like we really enjoy watching shows that we get to like talk through and mm-hmm. like, chat with them together we laugh like we watch we like love watching like bad reality shows and mm-hmm. just like laughing together through them um making what good- are you guys currently watching oh my gosh we're watching that zombie one on hbo like the last oh, of whatever that's yeah. a good one um okay, we we're really laughing that. through that one but we're like yeah. terrified through it together <laughs> totally 
Um, so yeah, we're watching that. Um, I forget what else we're watching. We, we kind of like bought back and forth between yeah. different things, but yeah. Cool. Yeah. I know. I need to like get better about the evenings. I feel like for a while I was like in such a good routine of like not working in the evenings and then like busy season comes up with like new projects or like a new client. And I'm just like feeling the need to do more at night, especially, you know, the weeks that like I don't have extra help or whatever. And so, um, but I agree with you. It's like such a sacred time right now. Tyler is actually studying for his CMA. And so like we, he's on his like computer studying and I'm like on my computer working in the evenings and I'm like, okay, we definitely need to like put aside some evenings where we're not on our (laughs) computers, but it's, I, what I've learned so much of it is like seasons for sure. And you do what you need to do, but I love that you have that like sacred evening time for yourself now. So yeah, it's definitely, and yeah, it, it was more, it was like kind of like, cause I used to work nights all the time too. And I think just as I've had more kids, it just becomes like, I don't know what me, like, I don't know if just my business has gotten more intense too. It's just like, if I start to think about it, I can't shut it off. And so it's mm-hmm. more of like a necessity. Like I literally can't or else I don't sleep. So it's like, yeah. More like that kind of like has forced me to do it, but I think it's like ends up being a good result because I, we do get that time together. Yeah, totally. Okay. And last question for you, now that you have like a team and you guys have to communicate, um, like on a regular basis, what are your favorite platforms? I think you mentioned Slack, but like, what are your favorite platforms to use to like organize your projects and like communicate? Yeah, so we use Slack for all like internal team communication. We have like channels for each client. So we try to keep our like conversations like somewhat organized that way. Mm-hmm. Um, we do um, weekly like video chats um, like on Google Meet. Um, I always have one with like only my project manager on Mondays. And then on Tuesdays, we do like a team sync. And then um, and then we have Asana as well. So like my project manager is amazing and very organized and she, um, yeah, she made us like an amazing Slack channel or sorry, Asana to mm-hmm. like keep track of like all of our projects. So we use yeah. Asana and then we use Dubsado for like more of like our CRM. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. I know it's always fun to like hear everyone's different, you know, what everyone right. prefers because there's yeah. so many great options out there, but yeah, I, I'm in Asana actually too. And um, love it. So yeah. All right. Well, I will let you go. I just so appreciate your time and just like sharing a little bit, you know, behind the scenes of like what it looks like and, um, really just like giving people inspiration for the fact that you're able to have like three young kids and still grow your business and scale it, you know, to an agency feel, which is like so cool. So well, thank you for having me. And um, yeah, it was a fun talk. So yeah, thank yeah. you for everything and for, for asking me to be here. Yeah, of course. So I'll put Jenna's like links in um, the show notes. Definitely go follow White and Salt on Instagram. It's like so gorgeous and just totally on brand, <laughs> which obviously makes sense. But um, follow them on Insta and just connect with her there. But yeah, thank you so much for being here and we'll chat later. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mom Boss Pod. If you loved it, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It helps so, so much. And also, if you're interested in starting your virtual assistant business, I have a free mini course linked in the episode description for you. You can head there 
all you have to do is put in your email address and you'll get email the um, details for the 30 minute free training. And it really just kind of dives into everything you need to know about what it actually looks like to be a VA, how much money you could be making as a VA. And I open up a lot about my journey as well as just what my business structure looks like. So if you're curious, dive into that free resource and I will chat with you on the next episode.